love me some shit, he says. Hey, I'm Obi Atted, and we are Drinky for the Garden Hose, your favorite podcast. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We're on Spotify and Apple and YouTube. I see I got some people listening on YouTube. Is very excited about that. Ed, how are you? I'm doing great. I I got an email that said Google Podcasts are going away. So you can't hear us on Google after May, I think. Uh, F that noise. All right. Well, that's okay. Uh, You know, I before the show started, I we we outlined what we were going to do, but we didn't discuss uh, discussing feedback. And I got some feedback on our uh, most recent podcast. Well, give me give me the feedback because I didn't get any. All right. Well, the one bit of feedback I got, somebody posted uh, on, on, you know, on Facebook. I said, hey, you know, listen to our podcast like I often do. And uh, one of the guys wrote, must listen. So uh, with an exclamation point. So I don't think it was a reminder to himself. I'm thinking he was saying that was a must listen episode. So shout out to to Sam for giving us a must listen episode. I think uh, people like to hear her put you in your place. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, come on. Everyone loves to hear that. I, mean, I think I, there's I think there's a lot of people out there rooting against me that listen to this podcast. I think so. I mean, I, I'm I'm the hero of the podcast. You're the film. That, that's just the way it is. Although I think you're the star, I, I'm still the hero. So it's a it's a good dichotomy we got going on. Second, I got two bits of feedback on your nemesis. Okay, and, and give one, it to me. One was from a, uh, was not from her. The other one's from her. Uh, the first person said, oh, no, uh, you may never have talked about uh, menopause directly, but many of your conversations about getting old and some of your conversations about the heat uh, might suggest that uh, your wives are in menopause, and, and that was a logical thing to send. So that person said that. That person does not know your nemesis at all. I know that. That was my brother, actually. That was his comment. on. Uh, he always gives me some comments. Sometimes I bring them up. Sometimes I don't. But he, he took your nemesis side. And then um, she also sent me a text saying exactly the same thing. Like, yo, you guys had a whole episode about how you guys like it. Uh a cold, a cold or, or warm, and your wife's like it cold. And I'm thinking, given the age of your wives, it was probably about menopause. So apparently, we've talked about it without saying it until I've said it 20 times just now. Menopause, menopause, menopause. Well, I I don't believe we ever talked about it. We talked about ourselves. This is a very self centric podcast that's given us a lot of credit, as if we were talking about somebody else's issues. We weren't. We we're talking about our own issues. So that's the first thing. And second of all. How can anybody just shoot you a thing on menopause and expect you to pick up on it? Because again, self-centered. That that was that that's that's the, the like you know these are obviously my brother is more what is that uh, self-aware, emotion, um, emotionally smart than me and self-aware, which we'll take because you know I beat him up for twelve years plus you know growing up. I mean, there's no way we're self-aware. That's uh, if we were self-aware, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Probably not. Probably not. So anyone who is, accuses us of, of not being self-aware is just isn't in on the joke. I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and maybe they're not in on the Maybe they are in on the joke, but they felt it was necessary to explain the new joke to us. And maybe. I, 
you know, at least to me. So I appreciated the feedback there. But um, you asked me a question before we got on air uh, about Jason Kelsey, uh, who is out there. You know, we would love to have a third, a tenth, a uh, hundredth of his listeners uh, to him, his podcast with his brother. But he was out there cheering on his brother uh, this weekend and jumping around in the cold and having a good old time. And you said, hey, how do you think Eagles fans feel about that as, as the resident Eagle fan here? To which I, I will speak for myself and say, I think, you know, he was rooting for his brother and, and I'm all for that. So uh, that's mo- that's as much of his brand as being the Eagles player. So so I, I was okay with it. And I think most Eagle fans would be. But I think we have not. Because I'm not sure I am the typical Eagles fan. Um, and I'm not sure I want to be. So I think I talked earlier in the season about how I went to the game against the 49ers and the Eagle fans just, they felt like they didn't show up to me. They had sold way too many tickets to a 49er fans that the 49ers had invaded. And they, this is a team that's trying to be a great team and wasn't taking the, the fan base wasn't taking the 49ers um, threat real and let the stadium be invaded. And it had been a bunch of Cowboy fans that probably would have been brawls, but the team was like, eh, 49er fans, and it's okay. And I was like, it's not okay. You want to be one of the great franchises. 49ers are one of the great franchises. You have to be better than that. Well, here I am going shopping on uh, Sunday, I believe. I believe, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, two weekends ago. Saturday, the Cowboys lost embarrassingly. Yeah. Yes. Sunday, there was a couple games, and the Eagles were playing Monday night. Monday night, correct. Yes. yes. So here I am in in the grocery store uh, on Sunday. It's crowded as heck. It's going crazy. You recall, you know, there was a crazy day. Grocery store was was getting annihilated. We were expecting snow, and I'm online and I hear two two people talking about the game on Monday. And one of the guys goes, well, it doesn't really matter whether our Eagles win because the Cowboys lost. And I turned around and yelled at this complete, like, yell. My wife was like, what are you doing? You yelled. You know that strangers about being a bad fan. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) The Cowboys are irrelevant to us right now. We are here. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. Fuck the Cowboys, but fuck all the other 30 teams. We have to win. If we lose, we will be a bigger collapse than the Cowboys. There will be a bigger story. Who cares about the Cowboys? And my wife is like, what are you doing? She's like dragging me out of I don't even. I don't even know who I was yelling at because the guy who said it was behind me. So I just turned around and started yelling. I was that lunatic. But I'm not impressed with Eagle fans. Like, why? Why do we care? So you're uh, you're old enough to be in menopause if you were a female, and you're yelling about a football team to other people. I mean, you are classic. Get off my lawn right now. Oh, you are you are absolutely. classic. You are first of all. I, I mean, was wearing and, and, Eagles clothing too, by the way. At this time. Well, the best part about this is it is is um, because this isn't really about sports. This is about being an old crotchety man. In that, <laughs> first of all. You're like a transplanted Eagles fan. You're not even a real Eagles fan yourself. Like no, you were, I, I you were a Cowboys I, I, fan. I am. I am new to this, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, Plus, you were a Cowboys fan, which is the kicker of it all. You were a Cowboys fan, and now you're an Eagles fan, lecturing Eagles fans on how to be Eagles fans. I'm I mean, if that Eagles fans on how to 
how to be a fan, and I mean this, right? And you know this as a Yankee fan, how to be a fan of a great franchise and as a yeah. fan to do your part to make your franchise a great franchise, not a second tier franchise. So just to for those non-sport fans listening, just to put this in perspective, that's the same as a guy who is anywhere there are teenage boys oh, and boy. the guy feels the need to to lecture the teenage boys on how to properly behave. Right? Think about this. And anywhere you go, there are men, grown men, who feel the need to get annoyed at the way teenage boys are acting and have to lecture them on the proper way to behave, right? This is you as a sports fan. And you know what? You know what, though? When I was a teenager, I thought that guy was wrong, but he was right. And you know what those Eagles fans think? They think you're wrong. But I'm right. And that's the point here. I'm right. The fact that any team your rival lost the same weekend, it's not like you were eliminated the, the – you know, didn't make the playoff. Well, at least the Cowboys didn't go very far and they got embarrassed. No, you had a game coming up trying to do better than that rival and trying to were still in it. The other team fell off great. I mean, yes, I'm happy they lost, but not happier or my playoff weekend is made. No, at the end of the weekend, you've got to be disappointed in your team's result first. Yeah, but, okay, so... Yeah, again, I'm telling you, you're 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 preaching to teenage boys on how to behave. But listen, the thing about Eagles fans, here's the bigger thing that I'll tell you right now. And again, nobody likes me anyway, so I'm gonna say it out loud. Eagles fans have a loser mentality. That's what I'm saying. They have a loser's mentality. They've been thinking since they were 10 and 1, and then they became 10 and 3. At that point, the season was over. Fire the coach. Jalen Hurts sucks, and we're we're gonna lose. And so they were already thinking they were going to lose Monday night. So they were happy that the, at least the Cowboys lost. I'm telling you, I saw a lot of Eagles fans on Twitter. The moment the season ended and they found out they were playing the Bucks, people said, hammer the Bucks, hammer the money line in the Bucks." These are real Eagles fans who eight weeks ago prior were telling me how they were going to win the Super Bowl. And it was the greatest team ever. Greatest team ever. Well, that way, if people are telling you him are actually giving you betting advice, that's different because that was the right advice. But yeah, but they were saying it as Eagles fans. Well, sometimes they, not sometimes, as sharp betters, not as sharp betters. They're saying it as Eagles fans. Okay, all right. So we agree. losers, losers mentality. So we agree that that is the you know what we agree. I'm just doing something about it. Oh. I'm a member of the culture now. By the way, I agree it's loser's sure. mentality, but I'm certainly not going to lecture anybody on it. Well, it needed to be done, and I'm doing it again on the podcast. And so, yeah, A, Jason Kelsey's probably retired, and he's rooting for his brother. He is retired, by the way. I think he announced he's retired. No, it's a very confusing situation. He told the guys on the team he had retired. Or it was his last game, but then he kind of then it leaked. And then he backtracked to say he will let people know when he decides. Well, I think it's safe to say after his behavior yesterday, he's retired. And I'm not saying that's because nobody wants him to play anymore. I just think he was behaving like a retired man. So for those of you who, who don't follow sports or miss the game yesterday, I got to set this up. So Jason Kelsey, one of the all-time great. Or, 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 don't, or aren't interested in Taylor Swift. Because if you're interested in Taylor Swift, you've seen the clip too. Well, because he was hanging out with Taylor Swift. Yeah, but 
So Jason Kelsey, one of the better football players of all time, probably is going to go into the Hall of Fame for what he's done on the field. He, him and his brother have a podcast, which is crazy, right? So him and his brother, Ch- uh, Travis, Travis Kelsey, have a podcast, which has blown up because Travis, if, he, if you're just hearing this now, wow, I can't believe you listen to us and don't know anything else going on in the world. But Travis is dating Taylor Swift. So this podcast has blown up because all the Swifties are now listening to it and are interested in that. And I mean, so much so that my 14-year-old daughter was watching the game yesterday and she didn't remark that, oh my God, look, it's Jason Kelsey in the suite with Taylor Swift. She remarked, oh my God, look, it's his wife in the suite with Travis, right? Because the wife has now become a celebrity because the podcast, there, wait, there's a reality show too, right? A Kelsey reality show, I believe, or there was a Hard Knocks type thing on the Kelsey's. There was a documentary of the of Jason last year uh, in between seasons, yes. And so the yeah. Kelsey family has just blown up. And so this guy went to the game yesterday. His brother was playing. And not only prior to – now, he's an eagle, right? He was an eagle. But prior to the game, he was in the parking lot tailgating with the Bills Mafia. Now, if you don't know anything about the Bills Mafia, you should go Google it right now when you're done talking to us and listening to us. Google Bills Mafia. Go on YouTube. These crazy-ass people get drunk and paralyze themselves at tailgates by jumping off of – trucks and snowbanks into flaming plastic tables on the concrete so he's out there chugging beers with them before the game during the game he was clearly drinking more because after his brother scored the first touchdown he ripped his shirt off and he was bare chested and at one point he climbed out of the suite because the way he leaped okay okay either way he he left the suite to be in the regular stands with all the other bills fans who, by the way, seemed to love him, even though he was rooting against him because he did become this beloved of a guy. Yeah, well, because when he leaped into the stands, he chugged a beer with the Bills fans in the stadium after his brother scored a touchdown. And you're right, they loved it. They just got scored on. Maybe you should be lecturing them on how to be a fan because they just got scored on and were celebrating with the guy's brother who just scored on him. But I digress. So this has been – this is – We've never seen this type of behavior before, Obi. We have never seen a professional athlete behave this way at a sporting event when they weren't playing. I'm not. I'm saying I'm here for it. I'm not upset. Just saying this is groundbreaking stuff. Uh, you are right. This is not something we have. Ne- we've seen guys in the box, but their immaturity, uh, and I don't know. That's a fair word. Their excitement and explosiveness at the, at the time has never come through. And we've seen other brothers watching brothers. Like I feel like I've seen a Manny watching a Manny. You know, sure. Uh, or uh, or one of the twins watching each other, uh, the Barber twins. So, like, you know, we've seen them watch each other before uh, in high-profile games. But nothing where the one – but and this is this is why Jason Kelsey was is beloved in Philly to begin with. You know, when he came out in the Mummers – uh, costume for the parade and took his speech and cursed him away like a, like a you know like oh. he did so he's, so he's, he's Obi, because so he's a little, just a, a little outrageous put that in context is i was reading about him today and that that the whole speech after the eagles won the super bowl a couple of years ago he is reported 
from him, he reported it, that he had 20 beers that day before he gave that speech. I mean, this is how big this guy is. He had 20 beers. And they asked him, well, on a scale of 1 to 10 drunkenness, how drunk were you that day? He goes, oh, about a 5. And so the guy who wrote this said, put that in perspective for what we saw last night at the Bills Stadium. Like, you know, the, the guy is probably 20 beers deep when he jumped out of the suite. But anyway, I mean, this is some of the greatest stuff ever. This is where celebrityness and in fandom, it all comes together with podcasts and documentaries, like, and Taylor Swift. It's like, it just makes people bigger than, like, people know who this guy is and never even heard of him before because they don't watch football. Right. And, 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 it, and it, as you said, there's, as a deep football fan, I can think of three, maybe four guys at his position who he can, that he is as good as. They're all Hall of Famers. But if I say any of their names, everyone will turn off this podcast. But he, I'm sure at least some people know who he is. So, uh, yes, absolutely one-of-a-kind kind of guy. And he really doesn't need to play football anymore because in today's celebrity culture, he's going to make a lot of money just being who he is. Matter of fact, his antics, his antics yesterday probably – someday we're going to read an article. He may have earned a million dollars yesterday because of that. Uh, yeah, I, I would say for sure just based on the fact he's a lineman – and how much money these guys get made get to make in television? That he if he retires, he will make more money than what he did playing because he wasn't in a super high profile money making position. And right now, his name is as big as it gets in the off the field stuff. I mean, listen, if you're a beer brand, aren't you going to hire that guy to be your spokesman? Right? Should he not be on the Miller Lite commercial with Peyton and uh, Emmett Smith immediately? Oh, the next commercial would be here, round, round. That was me. Bud Light. That was Bud Light, Bud Light, but I'm sure you just didn't want to get canceled by Kid Rock. That's why you said Miller Lite. Yeah, that's it, because it tastes great and it's less filling Bob Uecker. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, the other day, somebody sent me a picture, and I printed it up so that you can see it as we definitely changed something. So, this is about uh, careers. And it's some career advice, or at least it says it is. Can you read that into our audience? Yeah, so here, here's the meme, and it talks about career hack. So this is the best advice someone's giving someone else. Career hack. Don't tell people what you really think. Instead, suck up to leadership. Now, uh, you are in leadership in your company. Uh, do you like the guys who agree with you or the guys who don't? That's a great question, Obi. You know, I think we're all human, right? So on some level, we probably want to hang out with the people who agree with us. But at the end of the day, the people who don't agree with us are the ones that make us better. Very true. Very true. So do I want to go golfing on the weekends with the the employees that don't agree with me? Probably not. But are they going to be better long term for the organization? Probably. This is this is very true. And so I, I was, you know, when I saw this, I was I sat down and I was talking to some people, and I have definitely been lucky enough to have uh a few bosses who took my disagreeing with them as a good thing. Uh, but I've also had some bosses who, if you disagree with them, company be damned. Uh, <laughs> you, you stick. Well, listen, I think everyone has a different level of security in their own skin, right? And I think 
if you're an insecure leader, you are not going to want people who disagree with you. But if you're a secure leader, then I think, you know, it doesn't really matter. But listen, human nature, I mean, human nature, you, I mean, how many of our friends do we hang out with that don't agree with us? I don't, we don't hang out with people who don't agree with us, right? Just, right. that's not who we look to hang out with, right? So there is that dynamic going on. I was, I was at a retirement dinner the other, um, the other week talking about disagreeing or agreeing. And uh, so the person retiring was the boss and the person giving a, a, a speech during the dinner was not the boss, right? Was obviously worked for the boss. And they made a comment about how well they know the boss. And they said, well, let's just put it this way. If you figure a round of average round of golf is four and a half hours over the last eight years, I spent 1500 hours with this person in a personal setting. Of course, I hear that and I'm like, oh my God, I take out my calculator on my phone and I start doing 1500 divided by 4.5. It's like 333 rounds of golf in eight years. So then I divide that by eight and I'm like, holy, that's like 40 rounds of golf a year together with your boss. Hey, some people got it like that. Probably not a lot of disagreeing going on there, if you know what I'm saying, right? I, I, I do know what you're saying. So I, I, I would. So right now, my situation is so interesting because I, I got this thing and then I was looking at it and my current boss. Hey, by the way, was that someone who works for you that sent that to you? No, 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 I, no but I had, well. Right, or I, was I, it your boss or was it your boss that sent it to no, you? No, nobody sent it to me. Somebody sent it to my wife. Got it. Got it. And. I said, let this be great to talk about. But currently, my my boss, I've probably spent a lot. I've spent lots and lots of hours with this person. I've played golf with them. Uh, we've been in many, many, many fancy football leagues together. We we have uh, definitely hit up more than 100 happy hours together. Watched uh, many UFC fights uh, at his house. Yeah. But that's because we were peers for a very long time in work. And now uh, he left and came back and he brought me over to his team. And I, it's funny because today I had a disagreement with him uh, about a plan he tried to uh, implement. And it, it was kind of funny because I was thinking about this the whole time while I was also, because we do agree on a lot and I am his friend outside of work, I was like trying to disagree with him as politely as possible. And it was it was definitely some um, politicking and tact, if you would. But in the end, I actually uh, think that uh, we came to a great compromise. And uh, if you listen to this podcast, he may even listen to this podcast. If you listen to this podcast, Mike, I think that we came up to the absolute right decision on your uh, idea around uh, that form you want people to fill out. So there you go. Now I'm brown nosing on yeah, the on the podcast. Great. Well, because you read that it's a career hack that you should kiss ass. Yeah I, yeah. I will tell you that it is a career hack to disagree as politely as possible with your, your boss. Right. Right. I mean, so that's the other thing about disagreeing with your boss. Like, I'll give everyone free, free not legal advice, but free career advice here. It's okay to disagree, but you better be polite, respectful, under, understand at the end of the day who does make the decisions. Like, like. That's all true. Like you don't get a free you don't get a free pass to be an ass when right. you're disagreeing. Right, right, right. You See, there's be... a big there's a big difference there. If you disagree and are an ass about it, 
You should have just kissed up. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So now, speaking of bosses, I got one last subject for today. And I may have told you about this earlier. Um, speaking of disagreeing with bosses, one of my bosses, uh, before our quarterly meetings, they do a little DJing. And I went up to them and I said, I love the music that you play before our meetings. The problem is I'm almost 50 and I know all of these songs and at least half of our workforce is in their 30s, if not 20s. We need to play something a little more modern. So um, she said, okay, you give me some song advice. And I'm like, I did say I like your music and I'm older than you, but okay. And I gave her a bunch of songs. Now, again, these are kids who are older than our kids, but they are people that you and I, if we saw on the street, would call kids. But they are employees of a big company. Do you think a song from 1998 is something that they would consider hip? Or a bop, if you will? Uh, no. No, because I think they're still in high school then. Yeah, I, that... That is what I thought. I thought that they, uh, well, no, I wanted songs from when maybe they were in high school, but I think if they're not even in high school in 1998, some of these kids. Uh, now. Well, that puts them, in, if you're 98, that puts you like in your 40s, mid 40s. So you're right. If you're in your 30s, you're in high school in the 2000s, right? So yeah, they weren't even in high school yet. No, see, but here's what I think about this younger generation also, Obi, though. I don't even think, so I would agree with you, like, the soft spot for me are songs that were in high school and college. Like if the song was out in high school or when I was in college, I have a soft spot for it. I also appreciate classic rock that was out before I was born, right? Because I think it's some of the greatest. But I th that's our generation. I think this younger generation, believe it or not, I don't think they have a soft spot for anything other than what's currently hit, a hit song. I don't think there's a lot of nostalgia going on with this younger generation, personally. So you're yeah. So if you are right, and I'm, I'm not sure if you're right or not, but then I, you you need something from at least 2010. Yeah, I, you might have to go like 2018 on because I'm telling you, you got to get current stuff. I I don't know. Like I'm in the car with my kids, and they're not playing old stuff. They're playing. They're never playing old stuff. It's only the stuff that's out right now. And and your kids are a little young now. My kids are freaks, so yeah, we've just we've yeah. discussed this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex's favorite band is the Beatles, for goodness' sake. Yes, we've discussed this. Yeah, that that's yeah, not normal. Times. Yeah, it's that's, not normal that... at all. But uh, yeah, so okay, I'm, I'm glad you agreed with me. I did not write her yet. That said, however, hey. but 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 I actually don't necessarily agree with you. I agree with you on the premise that the younger the younger workers would like more contemporary songs, newer songs. I do agree with you on that. However, I do not agree with bending over backwards to play that crap for them. I think if, see, this is, so this is something I got to go out there and tell you about. Like the younger generation, nobody was playing my songs for me when I was the younger generation in the workforce. So I'm not sure why we need to do that for them. I think they need to learn to appreciate what we like.
So I would totally disagree with you. My entire experience with music in the workforce has been other than the well, hardcore jam bands that I listen to. All of the music I like has always been played in the workplace. Even things that were obviously not safe for work when they came out, but 10 years later, we're like, yeah, we'll listen to it anyway. All of it has been always played in the workplace. Now, I also think you said something that's very true. When we came up, classic rock was a thing. And then there was oldies. Now, they weren't playing oldies in work. They were playing classic rock at work. So now I don't know what's an oldie and what's classic rock, but they still play mostly classic rock, I feel like. So it's like the same music that we were listening to, the same music that is kind of... Now, there's two DJs. The other DJ, I'm not on his team anymore. He used to play music that was old when we were kids. Like, his stuff was like, dude, you can't play the mamas and the papas. Who are you playing that for? I No, see, I disagree. I think if you're the boss, you get to do whatever the he hell you want. The, boss. the a, other guy wasn't the boss either. He was just the guy who got assigned DJ duties. Well, he had the power to be the DJ, so you're okay. the boss in that okay. case. But uh, it is a little different. But if you're the boss, you play the music. Because here's the thing. I think people got to understand. They got to appreciate what's going on in the world around them. And you got to respect your elders, damn it. Yeah. Elder Schmelders, play me some good music. No. Nah. Like, like the, the point of the music is to get people excited about the two-day meeting you're about to hold. Do not play music. That bores them. That's Number two, I'm not even necessarily a big fan of the music because, it, because I am an old guy. And now I can't talk to you because the music is playing. Well, I think we're up to something there. I don't even think music should be played, by the way, personally, because quite frankly, the odds of you getting it right for everybody in that room to like the song you're playing, which is almost impossible, right? Then right. you're alienating at least one person, if not two, if not three, if not the whole freaking room, right? I actually think there's no place for music at the workplace. Personally. I've never played it. I've never DJed. I've never played music for my staff. I don't think there's a place for it. Okay. Okay. I, and I'm 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 not even really going to disagree with that in the workplace setting because, yeah, I think it's funny. You're like, I'm not doing it because I'm going to miss people. But screw the people I miss if I do do it. That was your your response, and that's why that, you're the bad guy. That's right. That is my response. But I'm I'm I yeah, that's my response, and I'm sticking to it. I mean, listen, th th I, this is another take, but why don't we just talk about politics before the meeting starts? Because you're going to offend half the people in the room that way, too. So play a song or talk politics. I mean, either way, you're going to get somebody who's not happy. It's a fact. It is a fact. It, it is a, it is an absolute fact. And I mean, when I'm driving in the car with my daughter and she puts on, like, just tonight, she put on Kendrick Lamar, followed by Drake, followed by, I don't know, some other crap. She might as well have been telling me that she's a Nazi because I'm telling you, it was disturbing. Well, I think um, you need to expand your horizon because I don't know which particular songs by those artists she was playing, but they both, Kendrick Lamar and Drake, have some really good tunes. I, I'm I just saying, I, open yourself up to the experience 
and find something amongst those their songs that you like. You probably don't even want to hear Usher at the Super Bowl. You're so old. Oh no, I mean to Usher. Come on, he's got that song. He's got some good songs. Usher's good. Usher's good. good. Rihanna was good. That's good stuff. Okay. Put Kendrick Lamar in there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go to like the Bart Simpson Bowl or whatever going on on the other channels. All right. Well, I think uh, I think Drake's a Canadian. Is it Drake? Is it Drake? Drake is Canadian. Yeah, he's a national treasure in Canada. <laughs> I don't know if he's a national. We'll let him be their national treasure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's up there with like uh, Martin Short and Drake. I think those are like their two. Yeah. You know. I would Ryan take Martin. Reynolds, I would. Drake. I would take Ryan Reynolds, Michael J. Fox. I would take Justin Bieber over Drake. Oh, well, Ooh. Bieber's got that song, "Baby, Baby." Oh, you know that's a pretty good song. Now I'm going to have to spend all the next two weeks listening to Drake music and sending you all the Drake songs that are better than "Baby" by Justin Bieber. I don't think there are any. I don't think there are any. There's a challenge for this group listening to us. What Drake songs are better than Justin Bieber? I don't think there are. All right. With that, I'd like to say that neither Drake or Justin Bieber truly suck. The charm is that we suck. I'm Obi. That said, give us some feedback, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.